Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. everybody ag Jalen whitlow vinnie hardy all back for another episode of believe in kentucky we got the cats turning things around on the hardwood we got spring practice fixing to start we got combine talk we'll get to all of that right here on this episode believe.com as always wherever you get your podcast subscribe Every episode will come right to you. Follow us on Twitter at Believe in Kentucky. Aaron Gershon also doing his thing for the Cats Pauls at Gershon99. Jay Whitlow underscore two for Jalen. Follow me at Vinny Hardy. And keep up with everything we do on this episode. And we appreciate everybody that takes the time to listen. Get yourself a Cat Daddy shirt as well. We got merch there. Shop.believe.com. We'll keep talking about all that stuff and get on into the episode now. Oh, uh, talk about the basketball first, guys, and then we're definitely going to get to football, too. We're we combining. It's that time of year. But, Aaron, you're talking about right before we started how quick things turned around. <laughs> we didn't know if we would see it happen, but it, it's happened right in the blink of an eye, man. It, it's crazy to think about. I mean, less than three weeks ago, you had the Georgia loss, and it's kind of seemed like, all right, that's it. You know, uh, things are just going to keep sliding from here, and uh, this team's going to quit, and that's going to be that. And to their credit, I mean, they have they have just picked themselves from up off the mat, and they have just been outstanding these last four games. And that, you know, the one thing that we were waiting for was kind of just that game where they, they put it on somebody, they get a big lead, and they don't let teams back into it. And you, you got that on Saturday against Auburn. I mean, that was a – it was just an ass whooping. I, I mean, it was a ass kicking. There was no doubt. You know, Auburn, I guess, pulled it within one with about five minutes left in the first half. And then, you know, by halftime, Kentucky's up 12, and they left zero doubt uh, in that second half. You had walk-ons coming in with three minutes left. So just, just an outstanding performance, by far their best of the year. You know, they got Oscar looking like last year's version of Oscar. You know, Antonio was unconscious in that game. Kaysen did a little bit of everything. You know, Toppin was great. Didn't even get a great Chris Livingston game. It didn't matter. So really, really impressive across the board. And this team's playing their best basketball at the right time. But, uh, you know, two more regular season games, the FCC tournament, it went from, man, you better win these games to make it to, all right, let's see how high the seed's going to be. So just, just super impressive. For sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I was doing a quarterback camp out in Dallas this past weekend. But when I looked at the score, <laughs> I was like, man, that's, you know, I wonder what happened. So, you know, needless to say, I had to look into it, check a couple of highlights out. But, yeah, that it, it just, you know, the biggest thing, and I and I said this like three weeks ago or two two uh zooms ago or two uh podcasts ago that if they can get you know they can kind of catch a little bit of fire shooting the ball i think it's gonna that ball is gonna start to roll yeah and you know <laughs> rightfully so you know they it's a confidence thing man i'm telling you it's just and y'all know this it's just like once you see it happen 
and you know it's just a vibe that the team gets. It's a it brings everything together. So naturally, you start shooting shooting shots better. Uh, things lighten up in the paint for Oscar and those guys, man. So uh, you know you start playing better defense because guys are happier because they're making shots. It's just it, it is what it is. That's just how team sports go and sports in general, in my opinion. So. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad to see it, man. And I hope, hope they can keep it rolling. It seems like it's here to stay just by the way the guys are playing. They're playing with so much confidence. They played, they beat Auburn like, from what I've seen, they beat Auburn like they knew they were supposed to beat Auburn. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's a good sign because you get you get guys who, oh, let's see how this thing goes. If it gets out of control, uh, cool. If it, if we, if it get out of control the other way, you know, yikes. But they kind of, you know, from the start, especially – Right before halftime, you know the the clips that I've seen, uh, they 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 took the game away from Auburn. They took the the life out of them, uh, which is what you want to see from a, a team that's gaining confidence, a team that's kind of dropping a sack and like you know saying let's go, you know let's let's get it going. Right before tournament time, you know what I'm saying. So uh, that's big, man. You know it, it's exciting to see. I'm sure I'm sure Kentucky fans are sleeping better at night. I'm sure Calipari. Is uh you know <laughs> drinking his wine with a little bit more uh relaxation yeah. you know after those games so you know it, it's good to see I, I hopefully we keep it keep it going and like I said man anything could happen in this tournament anything could happen in March uh and I really do believe that you know if they can if they can continue to hit some shots I think you know uh they would have beat anybody in the country and Aaron you referenced it right there uh, it was. Back and forth for a little bit, but that last minute 40, minute 41, you get a topping three, you get a Wallace three, you get Oscar hitting a couple free throws, and that 8 old spurt took it from a, you know, 32-29 close game to was already blown open. And then you keep it going in the second half. You you didn't let them back in right. it like you did with Florida, where, you, you know, you're blowing Florida out. Next yeah. week, no, Florida has the lead. Lead at halftime. Yep. We're up double digits. We're pounding these guys, and we're going to keep extending this lead. We're going to yep. pour it on and keep it coming, and, and that's what they did. Jalen, man, you, every team strives for this. Football, basketball, doesn't matter what sport. You talked about hitting shots. Y'all talked about the turnaround. Every team wants to get to where they're clicking Every individual working as one, every offensive line working as one. Doesn't matter the sport. They want to be connected on defense and basketball. Everybody talks about it. Everybody tries to get it. Not everybody achieves it. Didn't think this team would, but now they <laughs> seem to have it figured out. And you you can't describe it, but when you know you got it when you get it, right? I know that might not even make sense. Y'all know <laughs> what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> Hundred percent. I, you know, I played basketball growing up, and I had, you know, I remember feeling this feeling. I remember the most recently, just you know, uh, my my first year at Eastern, and I know it's football, but getting this feeling where the first couple games, we weren't really clicking on all cylinders on offense, but that third game, you know, we hit a couple deep balls for touchdowns, and it's like the ball just started rolling, man. It's just, it's a, it's it's an invisible you know, like force that opens up when you start, you know, when things start going well uh, and you hit a couple, right? And now the 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 energy, the the enthusiasm, the confidence of everybody changes. The energy and rup 
I'm sure it's, 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 it's changing, you know, that the team's playing better naturally. So the players feed off of that. The coaches feed off of it. It just, it's, it's a snowball effect, man. So it's always good to see because, you know, as a player and as a coach, you know, okay, you know, we can play with anybody when this happens. And when you got that confidence pre-game, you know you can beat anybody. Uh, it's hard for anybody to beat you when you have the talent. And Kentucky obviously has talent. They have, you know, they have the player of the year. Uh, and, and guys that are starting to catch fire um, on both sides of the ball or both sides of the court. So um, that's exciting to see, man. You know, it's exciting to see those guys open up and just play. They look more relaxed playing. They look more comfortable. They look more loose. It didn't look rigid. It didn't look tight. It didn't look stale. Um from the, the the clips that I saw. Now, obviously, I didn't watch the whole game, but I'm sure that based on the score, I'm sure it looked like that the whole game or most of the game. So, uh, again, good to see. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, see how everything rolls into uh, into early and mid-March. How this thing go, man? Be March in three hours and <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. It flew. If y'all follow John Rothstein, he's been tweeting out every hour. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> Countdown. 28 yep. hours to March. 27 hours to March. 26 hours to March. Then it'll be, it's March. It's March. It's March. Yep. That dude <laughs> is – and look, I, I love all the sports. That dude is so college basketball-centric, though. He'll, he'll be tweeting out a, about a Mountain West regular season game on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm like, John, yep. I'm like, dude. And I'll have a nickname for your head coach if he has a winning record. <laughs> and make a shirt about it. And you know, Yep, that's right. That's right. Speaking of shirts, get you a cat daddy shirt yep. at com. So, you know, we – but, yeah, you know, I'm trying to think if there's um, a football equivalent of John Rothstein, like somebody that's doing March Madness tweeting out about football oh, or somebody that's doing the NBA Finals. Well, you know, in – you know, 278 hours, it'll be blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, I'm just, is there a football equivalent of John Rothstein? I don't know. I mean, there are definitely some football maniacs on that Twitter machine, but I don't know if there's a John Rothstein out there. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, at least. Yeah. Like, no, nothing personal, John, but, you know, we just, we see what's out there, man. Everybody's Pete Demel? Oh, is he? Maybe not as extreme. Yeah, the only guy I can think of is like Ross Tucker. He's pretty extreme. Yeah, I like. He's Ross. hardcore. Yeah, yeah. I like him, but he's a Philly guy, so I can't take oh. the Eagle stuff sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and who did he play? He played for Buffalo. And... Uh, he played for Buffalo, and he played for I think he played for Washington, believe it or not. But he's from Philly. Okay. Yeah. yeah that was just a random, random thought, but you know. Yeah. John Rothstein, right now, Darius McGee. Tweeting about Liberty and Bellerman, and hey, he doesn't miss a trick, man. He's all over it. Nah, he's all over it. Yeah. Um, I actually watched a little bit of Bellerman last night. Yeah, they pulled it out. They did. They did pull it out. Yeah. So next, we got, you know, just dispatch Auburn, Vanderbilt tomorrow night, who has been playing well. And look, three weeks ago, we were talking about, better watch out for Vanderbilt because they got the yeah. plan and they're rolling. It's going to be, look, AG, you'll be in the house, as always, covering the yep. game. A historic senior night, man. It's going to be the most, yeah. the most coming through on senior night since, like, 1975. 75. Yeah, it's six guys, man, which uh, in Cal's era you never probably thought would happen. And, you know. I wasn't even around last time that happened. So, hey, man. This yeah, is there you go. <laughs> but 
to make it weirder, all these guys have an option to come back. Now, I don't think all of them will. I actually think I, I would probably lean Antonio and CJ at the highest odds. And Canada, I have no idea. Obviously, you don't really know with a guy like that who doesn't play. Uh, I just can't see Oscar or Toppin back next season. So, uh, and Severe, I don't think he'll be here either. I think he's probably going to go play somewhere else for one more college year. But, yeah, it's a like you said, it's a historic class, uh, you know, for largest in 75. But Cal has never had a class uh, with more than three seniors at once. He's even had a senior day where there was no senior day because uh, there were no seniors on the team. So uh, this is definitely something that hasn't happened here. I mean, if Wheeler were healthy, you'd have to end their tradition of all the seniors starting because you wouldn't have enough room uh, for all of them. So uh, it, it's going to be a fun night. And I mean, you know, not to take anything away from the five other guys, but it's Oscar Sheboy night, man. I mean, the guy uh, is arguably, a t- I would definitely say what he's done these two years puts him in the top 10, if not five, of what we've seen during the Cal era. And I think he's the only one of these six who has a real chance to have their names in the rafters one day. Just a guy who, I mean, consensus national player of the year, uh, won every single award imaginable last year. He's going to be an All-American, at least a second-team All-American this year. He's going to be first-team All-SEC again. I mean, he has just been amazing on the floor, and he's just as amazing off of it. He's just such an easy guy to um, enjoy being around. Uh, and for fans to root for. So uh, I think it's going to be anytime that guy steps on the floor anywhere, uh, you know, even in road games, he gets the loudest reaction. Um, You know, not always ovations on the road, but they peek through because Kentucky fans are always there. But, I mean, he is a star, and he is a guy that, you know, if Anthony Davis had a senior day or if Cat had a senior day, they would get the similar reactions. So it's going to be – you know, for all five guys, top into he's been here a long time. Wheeler's been here a couple of years, but uh, for for Oscar Sheboy, man, that place is going to be. You're not going to be able to hear anything. Uh, it's going to be just insanely loud in that building uh, when they when he goes out there and gets his name called and honored. And uh, I think it's going to be a pretty special night. It's going to be a fun way to cap off the home year. Yeah, and third. On the double double list, he got forty plus double double. Yeah, and I know he broke Pratt's single season record a year ago. Yeah, and this will all be in two years, which is yeah. crazy. He's already over a thousand points as in, yeah. in his Kentucky career. It's just he puts up video game numbers. He really does. He puts up video game numbers. So um, he deserves every little bit of love he gets tomorrow night. And if he if he were to come back, I mean, he would he would challenge yeah. like Dan Issel's record for double double. <laughs> Would probably pass him. He would probably pass him. Only need twenty, yeah. and if the way he his clip of you know production every game, he probably would eclipse that. That's yeah. I, I mean, I I think everyone would love for him to come back. You're never gonna shy away from the you know wanting a guy like him back, but it's just tricky to see the fit next year. You know, when you have that Aaron Bradshaw coming in, you have Ogana coming back. You probably don't want to risk losing him to the portal. I think the hopes are really high for him. Uh, I think you pointed it out last week. I think it was you, Vinny, that um, he was already showing up on some 2024 mock drafts. So, obviously, scouts think highly of his potential uh, for next year. So, it's a guy you don't want to risk losing with Oscar coming back. And, you know, I think the only position that's kind of open for the taking, you know, just on paper next year would be the four spot. And Oscar's just not not going to be enough of a shooting threat. 
you know, to kind of fill that role. So, and I think they would prefer it to be Chris Livingston if they could get him back. So uh, I think this will be it for Oscar. I just don't see there being a fit. And he's not a guy who is going to transfer. He's going to go test the waters and see if he can't find on, at least in, if, I mean, if he's not on an NBA roster, G League roster, international, whatever it may be. But, you know, he's a guy that will we'll never have to pay for a meal or a drink if he's in Lexington, Kentucky, or probably even in the state of Kentucky uh, after he's uh, done playing wherever he plays after UK. Yeah, absolutely. Just amazing impact, um, you know, the way I mean, he jumped in there last year, you know, transferred midseason, and then, you know, oh, sorry. wondering what they would get. And then we saw what he did last year, and then – uh, a little bit of a slow start, and you couldn't reasonably expect him to duplicate what he did last no. year because, I mean, the target on his back after being player of the year and winning every award under the sun, you know, everybody's going to be gunning for him. And then yeah. he did have and his knee scope, too. Yeah. Four weeks, and, 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 you know, Cal reminds everybody of that. And that's legit. That's not a. No, that is legit. You can't, can't roll your eyes at that. It was four weeks off, and we see him rounding back into shape. We see him busting it up and down the court, you know, doing his work early, beating his man down the court up and yeah. down, like we did all last year. You know, the, the dude can scoop, you know, up and down the court and, and get in position and all that. So we, you know, hitting the jumper again. They, they you know, the 15 footers went open. He's starting to hit those, and, you know, uh, and, you know, maybe not rebound like he did, but but hey, Toppin is getting double doubles, so he's <laughs> Livingston too, yeah. yeah. And so. and I think the biggest thing that's to his credit is the defense has been much better lately. Yeah. I mean, I know uh, the pick and roll defense hasn't been an issue really since the Arkansas game, and then you know, kind of the one thing that you got out of that Auburn game, in addition to just beating them to a pulp, was Oscar. Man, he held Brom down. Brom had one rebound in that game. I know he had twelve points, and I think nine of them were like in the first couple minutes. One was a three, whatever. I mean, he won that matchup against a, a guy who's bigger than him, and that has been an issue all season long. Uh, so to see that come, you know, kind of turn around right at the end of the year, uh, perfect time to do it. I mean, rather late than never. Uh, the team is back in a position where they're going to firmly make the tournament, and you know, the the more Oscar plays like he did against Auburn against Florida, uh, that's just going to make Kentucky even more of a tougher out. So. You know, these two games at the end of the year, I think, are, are another test. Obviously, he didn't get to play Liam Robbins last year. Yeah. Um, he didn't get to play him a couple – or he got to play him last year, but not a couple weeks ago. So, we'll see how he handles that. And then Makai Mitchell, who's not a very great big, but had a great game uh, mm -hmm. for Arkansas against Sheboy, he's going to want that revenge, you already know. So, uh, that's going to be a really, really interesting one out in Fayetteville. I'm really excited to go back there. I had a lot of fun last year. Yeah, so it's – a lot of people had revenge games when Oscar was coming, circling. Yeah. Now Oscar's going to have one against Mitchell because of what those Absolutely. guys did in Rupp Arena. I mean, so it'll be yeah. a Kentucky team coming down there. That place is insane. Well, Bud Walton Arena is ridiculous, and it'll be out of its mind when Kentucky goes down there. But Yeah, that place literally when I was there last year was shaking. <laughs> like literally the ground shaking. It is it's probably the best road atmosphere I've been to in the SEC. I mean, Tennessee's up there, uh, but I don't know. Arkansas is different, man. That's a that's a hell of a tough place to play. That's not why. That's why not many teams win out there. 
this is off topic, but did you go to uh, Lawrence last year when they played Kansas on the road? No, it was right before I started with the cast ball, so I just missed it, unfortunately. So I got to Arkansas, and I've been to every road game this year with the exception of the Gonzaga game, London, and then Old Miss, I was out six. So I've been to every other game. So everybody talks about Fall Gallon Fieldhouse. So. <sighs> I really wish I could have seen it. I'm hoping – they're on the road for the, you know, they're getting rid of that Big 12 challenge and it's becoming an ACC challenge. And I'm really hoping it's either, you know, Duke or Carolina on the road next year just to experience yeah, that. I've, I've always wanted to go to Duke. Oh, man. That would be awesome. So I'm hoping for one of those two, fingers crossed, because the Champions Classic will be Kansas, so it won't be Duke. So there's a chance they could work that one out. AG just scratching off all the venues. That's the goal, man. It's the goal. <laughs> so we're flipping over to football. Man, we got we got spring practice, Jalen. We got combine stuff with, with Will Levis. Uh, by the time we get together next week, like Aaron said, spring practice will be in full swing. Auburn, like you mentioned, Jalen already started, and some other teams already got it going, man. So, you know, John Rothstein is right. It is almost March. That means it's almost time for spring practice. So here we go. Yeah, we got we got a lot going on, man. I think uh <laughs> hey if, if you guys side note, if you guys want to uh hear the best Will Levis hype video I've ever heard, go check yeah. out Colin, Colin Coward, man. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh, oh, Colin, man. He he is a fan Colin, of Will Levis. Yeah, he, he he believes in Will Levis. I, I, I you never know which way that guy's gonna go, but yeah. I I, I hope to find somebody who believes in me like that. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's belief, but no, nah, I'm sure it, he, I agree with the stuff he was saying. Though he's gonna kill the interviews, he's gonna, yeah. you know, he's gonna throw well. Um, even if he don't hit all his throws at, at combine, because this tough combine is a tough environment for quarterbacks because you're throwing the guys you've never thrown to. Mm-hmm. So, um, right. but what they're looking for is they're looking for, you know, just the fundamentals. Can he just can he spin the ball? Is the ball coming out of his hand naturally? Obviously, that's that's gonna be the case with Will. Um, you know, arm strength, you know, he's going to be accurate, uh, all of that good stuff. Um, is he going to run? Yes, I heard he's going to do all of the stuff that he's, you know, that's, you know, the combine entails. So guys want to see that. Scouts want to see that. Coaches want to see it. You know, everybody won't do it. I heard, I even heard Bryce Young won't even throw. Um, oh, wow. But I see from – I see it from both sides, though. Like, I see – I see why you would want to do it, and I see why – a guy like Bryce Young shouldn't have to. I mean, what more do I have to prove? You know, I I, I won a Heisman, whatever. Um, one, you know, one two, well, one SEC championship. Well, two, yeah, one SEC championship. One. So, yep. And, yeah. Yep. So you know, what do I have to prove? But back to Kentucky, got guys that come by, and also spring practice rolling around. So you got coaches really gearing up. You know, uh, getting guys ready to. And we talked about this last week. Getting guys ready to step on the grass and and, and get it going. So meetings. Uh, capping those install meetings up, you know, and now they'll install it physically with the coaches come spring ball. So it's an exciting time, you know, coaches getting ready to uh, get back on the, on the coaching grind, doing what they love to do, you know, cause between, between January and March in between like April and really August, you're not really coaching football as much. So, they're looking right. forward to get back, getting back to coaching football, getting on the field, getting <laughs> on the grass. Exactly the reason why they got into it. You know what I'm saying? The so, easy part of the job now. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the easy part of the job, the job that allows coaches because coaches love being creative and 
you know, if you're an artist, I liken football to art sometimes when you really sit down and, you know, and talk strategy and schemes. It's a lot that goes into it, man. It's a lot, a lot of different variables. There's an infinite amount of variables that goes into it. Is this guy injured? Should we play this guy in this position? Uh, okay, who's the quarterback? Okay, our quarterback's out for the first week or so. All right, who? how many reps do we want to get our second, third, fourth guy? Right. It's a lot of things that go into it. So they're meeting right now, getting those those things together. But I just think it's, it's an exciting time for anybody who's a Kentucky football fan or a basketball fan or any fan because now you get a chance to uh, ingest as much sports as you want when it comes to Kentucky. Baseball's going on. Uh, you got, obviously, softball team is usually pretty good. So yeah, they are. Exciting time to be on campus. I remember this time on campus. It was always fun. Um, and, you know, I'm anxious to see it. Hopefully, you know, get a chance to get up there, watch the spring practice and see how that thing is going. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see how – I mean, they, they're robbing me of a spring game, unfortunately. But Yeah, uh, I hate that too. Hopefully one day I'll see – hopefully one day I'll watch a Kentucky spring game. Uh, so <laughs> – Yeah, that, that will be <laughs> asked on Monday why they – what the timing about all that. I'm curious if I don't ask it, someone else will ask it before I do. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't like the no spring I, game either. And I expect them to give the, the typical coach speak answer. Uh, 100%. You know, but at the end of the day, they can obviously we know that they can lay that turf down pretty soon. We all uh, know that. Yeah. Uh, but I think on the flip side, from a coach's standpoint, I get it because coordinator coming back in, a couple questions to answer on offense. I don't really want to showcase this. I want to make sure we keep this close to the vest. Right. Uh, we got a quarterback coming back from injury. How do we handle that? Uh, we got a quarterback who transferred in who, even if he is healed and, and can compete yeah. in spring game, you know, the same week that the spring game will be, do I really want to show it? Do I really want to show uh, right. kind of what we're doing schematically um, and, and that type of thing? New running back coming in, questions on the offensive line. Um, so, you know, I get it from a coach's standpoint, but at the end of the day, again, an exciting time. Uh, exciting time for the players, coaches, fans. Uh, so, you know, couldn't really ask for more. And going back. Yeah, and we'll learn more about Larry, but it sounds like it's just – it sounds like he'll play, but it might be a pitch count type of thing. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and we we kind of thought in our little chat message, I think when the, the news first came out about the spring game, thought it was going to be some some gamesmanship to it just eh, we'll just like you said keep everything under the vest and and you know roll it out in the fall right with time but you know when coin coming back yeah not gonna show off leary you know eh, we got turf coming in and eh, we won't even have a game we just, <laughs> just just keep everything under our sleeves so to speak uh going back to levis though i i you hit it Jalen, about you know should you should you do the combine? Should you just do the pro day? You know, Levis sound like he's gung ho to do it all. I I just think, and you know, we're we're looking at it from Kentucky's perspective, but I I think Levis is going to be the most polarizing prospect in the combine, in the draft, the whole nine because yep. from a national perspective, he came from Kentucky. <laughs> Great first year, drop off for the second year. When you look on the surface, you can just uh, – but there's so many reasons that went into that drop off, as we all know. So people are going to be either on the year two camp and throwing shade or the year one camp and say, look at the potential and look what this guy can do. I think he's going to be the most talked about polarizing 
prospect. A lot of teams needing quarterbacks. The Bears going to hang on the field. They're going to trade the pick. Seattle needing a quarterback. Houston needing a quarterback. So, but the national perception of Kentucky are going to have a lot of people come turn their nose up at him just because he came from Kentucky. Had he went to a blue blood football school, you wouldn't have any of these thoughts or comments being said. Right. Since he came from Kentucky, then it's, he's just going to have to, you know, kind of like Josh Allen going number seven when he came out and Anthony Booger, uh, Booger McFarlane, when he gets some yep. better coaching, but dude, he, he's a top 10 pick. And Brad White just came from the Colts. He just got NFL coaching. So what are you talking about? So Levis is going to get that same kind of stuff just because of the perception of Kentucky nationally and historically where they've had so many struggle years. Yeah. I think, and you guys know this, but the people who look at look at this thing objectively, uh, we won't have to worry about. But it's always yeah. the people who don't, you know, that that's looking for clicks or whatever that's going to get, that's going to say the most outlandish stuff. But the people who know what they're talking about are going to look at the two years and understand what happened. Um, and they're going to look at, you know, all of the things that are positive and say, okay, this guy at least has a chance to be really good. But going back to the throwing thing, I think I'm, I'm kind of, you know, he throws the ball so well, and I understand why he wants to throw, but there is an argument to holding off until pro day to throw. You're going to throw, but you're just going to wait till pro day. And I say that because at pro day, you can you can bring Josh Ali back and throw to him. Right. Uh, you got Wandell injured, so he won't be able to catch for you. But you can bring these guys that you threw the ball to the past couple of years to come back. And, I mean, even the guys that still playing receiver right now um, to throw to at pro day. So you can do that. Oh, yeah. That's that's totally legal. So. Um, and that'll be a better – it's a better environment because you're throwing in a facility that you're used to, place that you're used to, receivers that you're used to, have guys that you used to snap to you, snap to you. So it's, it's a much more controlled environment. Uh, that combine thing is a little unrealistic, uncontrolled environment. But, you know, again, some coaches want to see you do it because they don't want to see guys opt out of things that they can do. Why are you opting out? Is there questions to – you know, so they're going to ask Bryce Young, is the shoulder still somewhat injured? They're going to ask him this. Um, do you don't feel like you can compete with the guys that you're throwing around? These are the questions that they ask the quarterbacks, believe it or not. So, uh, you know, you always want to, you know, I guess put put what you got on display. Um, but on the flip side, you know, I don't think uh, if you if you've you know been under a rock, you'll probably you know try to say okay, he's throwing good. But I think if you haven't been on the rock, you'd be like, yeah, he really doesn't have to throw. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, we've seen a, a, a great sample size of what he can do throwing the football. So, uh, so we'll see. You know, I think it'll be good. You know, I think it'll be good for everybody because, again, on the flip side of that, you get Barry Young Brown and those guys out to run routes for you at pro day, and that helps them too. Um, yep. <laughs> so, you know, that that'll be good. I mean, speaking, of, I think last year or the year before last. Um, Levis threw at yeah last year he threw at pro day for uh Wandale. So Yep. That yeah, well we'll threw to Wandale and Josh Alley last year at Pro Day. That's yeah. exactly right. Yep. Yeah, so so you know that kind of created some buzz. So uh yeah, we'll see what happens. So he's got semi sort of experience. He's not going into it blind, even though the combine will be different surroundings and different receivers and 
and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, he he represented himself well against Georgia both times, both games uh, against Georgia. You know, Kentucky lost them both, but played Georgia tough, tougher than a lot of other teams. You know, and that's the back-to-back champs the past two years. You know, sure. The game down there at Athens, you know, he then that – generational defense they had with, with Jordan Davis and everybody else that went to the league. They uh, had six drops. They yeah. Oh, six man, six there were a lot of drops. Yeah, I remember I went back and watched it. He had it was six drops that game. One, they'll drop a touchdown <laughs> of his own. And, I mean, so forth and so on. They had six drops. Yeah, it was a it was a tough, tough day, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's as NFL defense, NFL as you can get playing Georgia in Athens. <laughs> Ranked going down there, you know, you're a ranked squad, and you know, he I guess you would say held up his end of the bargain. You know, he he can't go down there and catch those six passes for them. So factor in those completions to what he did. Yeah, you know, he's like you said, the objective ones will do the research and see that and 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 take all that into consideration, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so they're glancing at Tennessee and Arkansas. Yeah, it looks like Zakai Ziegler's down. It does not look good. So oh. Prayers up for that. Uh oh. Yeah, they just want to commercial and it doesn't look good. So hopefully he's all right. And he was kind of for them, kind of getting that case and Wallace treatment, playing a ton of minutes and, and maybe crazy amount. Wear, starting to wear down a little bit. Yeah, uh, man. And they yeah. they were struggling. I mean, they got a get right game against South Carolina, but you know they you know the past times a few times they've been playing good teams. They've been losing. Yeah, it was a non-contact, so that's always scary. Yeah, mm. yeah I hope that little dude's all right. He's a spark plug for them, and he's a whole player. Yep, he's you know you from the Northeast. He's New yep, York. he's a New York guy. Yep, tough, and you know he ain't scared of nobody. He doesn't back down. Can't stand nah. to see, but that dude is. Yeah, he goes at everybody, and he's yeah. five eight, whatever he is, he doesn't back <laughs> down, man. He does it. Yeah, rainbow threes gets in the lane. You know, does what he has to do. That's yeah, he's yeah. No, he's a baller, man. He's yeah. a baller. So hopefully he's all right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so we hit the combine, spring practice. Oh, uh, you know. Not the main sport, but you know, UK baseball did beat Moorhead fifteen to one a day, and the pitching a lot of runs. Oh, hey, keep this going, keep it going, get all the wins you can get. Conference play is gonna be tough every year, but we all. I think it's ten. Have a good season and and get to the postseason. We pretty sure ten teams in the SEC are ranked right now, and that's just. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, and look, it just means more, man. Just means more. (laughs) <laughs> Again, I'm telling you, like, obviously, the SEC, SEC football is no joke. I'd say it's it's the AAA to the NFL. Uh, SEC basketball is on the rise. If you want to see, you know, like 11 teams that have a chance to win a national championship in one sport in one league, yeah, go watch SEC baseball. It is it is ridiculous. It's future major leaguers coming in and out of Lexington all the time, whether they're playing for UK or not. It is always a, it's fun. And KPP is beautiful. They sell booze now. There's no reason not to right. at least get to one or two games and uh, support those guys. And uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Obviously they are 
definitely not one of the better teams in a really, really good league. But like you said, Vinny, they have some good pitching this year. They had some good pitching last year that, you know, got them on a run late. So maybe uh, just maybe they could, you know, make something happen this year, which has not, you know, really been the case lately. But who knows? Because Vandy and South Carolina and Mississippi State. Ole Miss is the defending champion. All won chips in the last, you know, in recent Florida, too. Yeah, yeah. So you're not lying when you say that. No, it's it's (laughs) it's just a juggernaut. It's awesome. And I also saw, I think, was it Kentucky Hockey tweeted out that they're going to the Nationals in Boston. They had a GoFundMe on their Twitter because they're not supported by the university. They're kind of on, on their own as far as, you know, their team and, you know, as far as being, I guess, in the athletic, in the athletic department. I guess they're kind of their own entity. I'm going to pull up the tweet and just because I uh, had a couple of their coaches on the other podcast and it's always cool talking to those guys. And they got a good team. They always play late at night. And, you know, you, they play Louisville. They play Tennessee. They play Ohio State. Um, they raised 10% of their goal. Uh, thank you, everybody who supported them. Please consider donating because they are going to the Nationals. I know I'm kind of trying to find this as we're recording. It looks like they're going to Boston. For the Nationals, yeah. Nice. Got to go find me for Kentucky Hockey, at Kentucky underscore hockey. So anybody in BBM wants to support the hockey team to help them for their trip to Nationals, they would definitely appreciate it. Uh, coach Clay, the assistant coach, has come on the Cats Top Wednesday podcast, a cool guy. And I don't know anything about hockey, so any it probably seems like the most <laughs> basic questions. Yeah. The dumbest <laughs> questions. But he always takes the time to answer, and he drops knowledge. I always learn something talking to the man cause about the game because he knows it, and you know inside and out. So it's you know, um, yeah. And like you mentioned, these don't get all the attention like Jalen and Anthony Davis and Ryan Howard get, but they out there grinding just as hard in in this yeah. as well. So you know, give some give some love to get taken. Hockey's a tough ass sport, man. I mean, both my cousins played, and my cousin actually still is a senior up at Amherst in Massachusetts. He's a goalie, so I watched those kids go at it for for a decade, and uh, it's no joke. <laughs> it is no joke. Did the young AG get on the ice when you was eight? Hell no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Hell no! I went one time like for a free skating, and I, I was I was young. I don't know five six. I fell, I cried, never got back on the ice again. So that was that. So no, I watched my cousins do it though, and they're especially my younger one, Dan. My actually my older one played club at Virginia Tech, so he played against UK a few times. And now my my younger cousin Daniel is a uh, like I said a goalie up at Amherst. Uh, I think they're D one. Um, up in Massachusetts, so he's the starter this year. So it's always fun following those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, y'all got anything else y'all want to add? EG, man, what you got uh, the fight from the Cats Paws? Uh, reading your yeah, I got two more basketball games to go to this regular season. So I'll be on the road Friday for Arkansas, be home tomorrow night, and then – Spring football, man. That'll kind of be my focus until we get to Nashville. So I'm really excited to 
haven't talked to Mark in a while. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing Liam Cohen for the first time in person uh, in a while. So should be a lot of fun uh, to get some football stuff in and then, you know, head to Nashville. Hopefully not till it looks like not till Friday uh, to start uh, the SEC tournament. Just a quick trip to Nashville and then wherever in the country they send us for uh, March Madness. So uh, it, it's a lot of fun. I, I thought we, I'd have more free time in March, so I'm glad uh, that's not the case. <laughs> Are you – of the available spots, you know, Selection Sunday hasn't even happened. Yeah. Do you have – oh, man, it'd be cool to go here. Do you Denver for Denver? sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never been to Denver, and I've only heard really good things. So I'm kind of hoping for the West trifecta just to switch it up and have Denver and then have Vegas because I'm never going to say no to going to Vegas. So we'll see. We'll see how it works out. But I just don't want to really go – anywhere cold and anywhere that I've been before. I like to switch it up and do something new. So we'll see. Though Denver's cold, but it's something new. So I'll take that. So, uh, yeah. I mean, if it's not Denver, I'm probably rooting for Orlando, though. At the same time, spring break, the airports, I'm not sure I want to deal with that either. So we'll see. So, like, the Northeast and Albany, you've been from Connecticut. You're like, please. My mom went to the University of Albany. I don't need to go back there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to go back there, <laughs> man. Jalen, what you got? You got you got coaching. You got you, you open. You got openings to take some trainees, or you got, you yeah, yeah, always always open, man. Uh, but the biggest thing, man, is like I said, this spring just um, looking to get to some spring practices. Uh, looking to meet with some college coaches this spring. So that's what I'm always looking forward to in the spring. Uh, you know, watch some March Madness basketball. But you know, uh, I'll, I'll I'll do that anyway. But like I said, I w- I want to get to Lexington. People are gonna hate to hear this, but I want to get to Knoxville and and go. No. Uh, you know, because for multiple reasons. But again, I got a kid that I used to coach down there who plays. Knoxville's a great town, whether uh, you know fans yeah. of this team or not. And I mean, and you know, just learn from what they do in practice. Same thing with Kentucky. Um, maybe Vanderbilt as well because I got. My ex-teammate is a coach at Vanderbilt. So, um, you know, so hopefully a, a busy spring of learning some football, man, getting get into some colleges, uh, watch practices, and, and hopefully watching uh, Kentucky, you know, score some points in March Madness. <laughs> uh, and that new facility at Vandy is no joke. That place is awesome. So, yeah, it, yeah that's, that's going to be – State of art right there. But uh, yeah, you already know Stoops is uh letting Mitch Barnhart hear about it after practicing there, you know, during the bowl saying uh even Vandy's got a better indoor one than us. Which is unacceptable. Uh, it is unacceptable. Very very unacceptable. I mean, how how does that happen? Yeah. Uh, but I was yeah, you know I was listening it's one to one of those things. You just can't have everything. Yeah. Jerry Stackhouse, I think he was on like we maybe we shouldn't promote other podcasts, but he was on Jim Rohn's podcast, and he, he was talking about how they they're committed to athletics now, Vanderbilt, and of course they had never thought about it ever, you know, pretty much in their existence. But yeah. you know, Tim Corbin, the baseball coach, and Stackhouse, and and you know, he, he said, I don't know what it was like before I was here, but they have really kind of went all in on the athletics now at Vanderbilt, which could not be said yeah. for a long time. You know, they had some baseball championships and, and bowling, but outside of that, nobody thought about Vanderbilt athletics for anything. Nope. So they're trying to kind of 
jump in this arms race like everybody else. And I mean, if if they're trying to pass us up, man, Stoops got legitimate grant. <laughs> yeah, I gotta come to the office no. and I'll let you, man. It's hey. <laughs> no, they. I mean, they practice in that in that facility for three days, and uh, I don't think it was up by the time they practiced for the Music City Bowl in 2017. But definitely uh, this past Music City Bowl, and I was in it, man. It is. It's not. I mean, it's not Alabama. It's not Georgia. It's South Carolina. Whatever. But it's state of the art. It's it. it it'll definitely bring some recruits in uh, if there's like. You know, if that's one of the things that they're they're really passionate about having a really nice indoor facility, it is. It's definitely beautiful. Now, prior to Missouri coming in, wasn't that stadium the worst though in the league? Missouri, yes, I would still, I would still say stadium wise, Vanderbilt's worse than Missouri by far. Like okay. by far, though, Vanderbilt is doing some upgrades and they should be ready for this season. So I'll have a better answer for you on like the last two years where they're at when I go to Vandy in no in not November this year in September first road game. So, but yeah, right now Missouri still has a nicer stadium. There's there's no doubt about that. Which is not not saying much, but yeah, it's the truth. And like Ole Miss is not very nice either. It's you know it's a good atmosphere. They have a good crowd. That place is that place is not in great shape either. That's another one that needs work. The old Vault Hemingway has been around a while. Oh yeah, you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fellas, man, got another good one. Hope everybody enjoys listening to it. Uh, Definitely. Take a second and, and check it out and, and, and retweet it and, and put it on your social, share it, or tell your friends about it. We definitely appreciate it and look forward to coming to y'all next Wednesday at our originally scheduled programming. You'll have Jalen Whitlow, Aaron Gershon, myself, Vinny Hardy back next week for another episode of Believe in Kentucky. Look forward to talking to y'all then. We'll see you next time. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube